0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 23 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We're reading Acts chapter 1 today, and our focus is on biblical decision-making and the power that propelled the good news of Jesus across the world. Thanks for joining us. We're a daily 10-minute podcast where we will read one chapter of the Word of God a day and discuss it. Welcome to new listeners in Telangana, India, Manitoba, Canada, China, Dallas, Texas, and Fayetteville, Arkansas. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for sharing the show with your friends and on social media and Boy, wouldn't it be great if some of you were to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's awesome. If you want to get in touch with us with a question or a comment or a topic you'd like to us to cover, uh, go to our website, Bible2021.com. We've got a contact page there, show notes and other goodies, Bible2021.com. And if you want to follow along with our reading plan, then you can go to Bible2021.com slash reading plan and download it there. Today, we begin a new book, The Acts of the Apostles, written by Luke, the doctor and historian and author of The Gospel of Luke also. Now, we don't know a whole lot about Luke or his background or his family. He was a Gentile, and he writes some of the best Greek in the entire Bible, which would seem to indicate that Greek was his first and primary language. He was a careful historian and a sometime companion of Paul. We do know not much about his family or his lineage, lineage, but One early church father might have indicated that his father was named Anakino or something like that, and that he was from a land far, far away from Jerusalem. But I'm not sure. I better go check my sources on that one. Let's open with a hopefully interesting discussion. As you might recall, Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, betrayed Jesus and led the authorities to his location to arrest him. Afterwards, Judas seems to very much regret his decision and returns the money paid him by the Jewish authorities, and then he ultimately commits suicide. Surprisingly, Luke describes the death of Judas Iscariot in graphic detail, which seemed to catch my family a little bit off guard tonight during Bible time when we read this chapter, and it leads to a good question. Hey, Luke, why so graphic, man, right at the very beginning of this good news uh, of yours? And honestly, there's no way to precisely answer the question, but to guess. My best guess is that the description is so stark and vivid so as to show the fate of one of whom Jesus said that it would be better for him not to have been born in Matthew twenty-six twenty-four. So those are some strong words, especially when you consider they came from Jesus. Now spare a brief thought for the other Judas. You know, there were 12 disciples that followed Jesus around as well as quite a few other people apparently, but there was a 12 and among those 12, There was Judas Iscariot and another guy named Judas. Eek. That would be a tough, tough name to have, like uh, pretty much from AD 33 or 34 or 35 or 36 uh, to today. Not a lot of Judas is around, and I feel really bad for the other Judas, the good Judas, the one that didn't betray Jesus. More to the point of our focus today, how did the disciples choose the replacement for Judas Iscariot? And the answer is kind of surprising. They chose two men that met the qualifications. They had been with Jesus since the baptism of John, and they had witnessed the resurrection of Jesus. Then they prayed, and then they cast lots to pick between these two guys. Yes, you read that right. We're not entirely certain what it means to cast lots. At least, uh, not exactly. Uh, this practice, though, is mentioned around seventy times in the Old Testament and at least six or seven times in the New Testament. So, it wasn't entirely foreign to the Jews, and it's probably somewhat analogous to us rolling the dice or flipping a coin today. But we read about that decision in 1, Acts one twenty-four through twenty-six. Then they prayed. You, Lord, know everyone's hearts. Show which of these two you have chosen to take the place in this apostolic ministry that Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots for them and the lot fell to Matthias and he was added to the eleven apostles. So the early church made a few decisions in this way and so did several Old Testament saints. Should you and I do that? Well, I can say this. I'm not entirely comfortable with the practice, but the Bible nowhere forbids it. In fact, one might argue that Proverbs 16.33 can give some degree of fuel to the practice, which says, the lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Hmm. Well, no firm conclusion there, but I do note that the disciples, in addition to casting lots, they prayed well before this decision, and they chose two very qualified men, so you would never say they took the decision lightly. Well, let's read Acts 1 and see how that decision unfolds, and also pay attention to how the good news of Jesus began to spread around the known world at the time. Acts chapter 1, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. I wrote the first narrative, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up after he had given instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After he had suffered, he also presented himself alive to them by many convincing truths, appearing to them over a period of forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father's promise, which he said... You have heard me speak about, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom to Israel at this time? And he said to them, It's not for you to know times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he had said this, he was taken up as they were watching, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing into heaven, and suddenly two men in white clothes stood by them, and they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come in the same way that you have seen him going into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they arrived, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying, Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. They all were continually united in prayer along with the women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers and sisters. The number of people who were together was about a 120 and said, Brothers and sisters, it was necessary that the scripture be fulfilled, that the Holy Spirit, through the mouth of David, foretold about Judas who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus, for he was one of our number, and shared in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field with his unrighteous wages, he fell head first, his body burst open, and his intestines spilled out. This became known to all the residents of Jerusalem, so that in their own language that field is called Hakel Dama, that is field of blood, for it is written in the Book of Psalms. Let his dwelling become desolate, and let no one live in it, and let someone else take his position. Therefore, from among the men who have accompanied us during the whole time the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day he was taken up from us, from among these, it is necessary that one become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they proposed too. Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justus, and Matthias. Then they prayed, You, Lord, know everyone's hearts. Show which of these two you have chosen to take the place in this apostolic ministry that Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots for them, and the lot fell to Matthias, and he was added to the twelve, eleven apostles. So, Our second focus today is on the beginning of the spread of the gospel. I believe one of the single greatest proofs of the validity of the good news and the truth of the resurrection of Jesus is the historical, undoubtable spread of this message, how it traveled all around the world on the lips of ordinary men and women. The spread of the gospel was not empowered by great riches or a huge army of people, nor military might, nor an incredibly effective strategy. Instead, it went city to city and house to house, shared by normal, unremarkable people. How could such a message gain such a mighty foothold in a world that would have been diametrically opposed to the proclamation of Jesus being the only way, the only truth, and the only life? Honestly, it's not at all easy to explain the success of this message and the spread of the early church in a strictly human way. There had to be supernatural power empowering the spread of the message about Jesus, which is exactly what Acts eight today's focus verse, indicates. And it says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, I have yet to read a satisfying alternative explanation for the rapid and deep spread of the good news that omits the empowering of God. A skeptic who denies the resurrection of Jesus is still faced with the historical difficulty of somehow, some way, explaining how Christianity went from a small backwater city to dominating hundreds of countries and thousands of cities with the name of Jesus. It's hard to explain apart from the empowering of the Holy Spirit and the resurrection of Jesus. In fact, I believe it's impossible to explain. Well, let's close with our memory verse for the month of January, Mark chapter one, verse 15. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Amen. Well, friends, may the Lord bless you. May he go with you. May he lead you clearly. Good day to you and Godspeed.